Nation of Kings. This is a very important series. I thank God for the wisdom and the sensitivity to be able to address a multiplicity of issues um, in different ways uh, over different times. But I am particularly grateful for this series. Why? Because, number one, it was not planned. It was not one of the series that we planned um, to do this year. You know, generally by November, generally by November, I already know everything I'm teaching, like 90% of what I'm teaching um, in the course of the year. So the schedule for this year at prayerfully conceived the schedule for this year um, since last year. And this precious series was actually not a part of it. I've been very eager to get into the new series, which is Star Wars and about prayer. But somehow I just felt the hand of God moving me in this direction over the last, over the last, um, so I'm trying to make sure that this thing is clear over the last couple of weeks. And um, it became whenever I feel that way, what I then do is I try to uh, pray through it to make sure that it's not a false burden, burden, and to make sure that I'm speaking the mind and the heart of God because it is very important to me that I don't just teach or share what I know because by God's grace and mercy, I'm privileged to know quite a lot of things. And so um, it's easy for me if I'm being careless or insensitive to just come up with a concept, you know, and I have this interesting way of coming up with concepts and all of that. So because I know I have that tendency, I'm very meticulous. I'm very careful not to uh, pander to my gifts, but to operate from a place of grace. And so I take time to bind to the mind of God to pray and all of that. So when that came up, I had no idea <laughs> I thought I was I was teaching this series just to help the Lord's people. If only I knew. I had no idea that I was going to have one of my most pressurized weeks in a long time, right? Um, I had no idea. And I'm just grateful to God that he's speaking to me and is speaking to us. Let me ask you guys a question. Is there anybody who has been tested with more pressure between Sunday and now, or let's say between last week, Wednesday, and now? Anybody who's been exposed to more pressure than you thought, right? Anybody? Come on. <laughs> hey, DF said, yes, so PVIC is bearing witness. Hannah is wearing the moon face. Kenneth, you know, your wife told me a couple of things on Sunday, Kenneth. There's glory on the call. Yeah, um, just told me that Pastor Man, this this message came in right on time. Uh, <laughs> go, go, I see you, Tammy, Kenny. So it's amazing how God is so considerate. So, <laughs> Tammy said we need a WhatsApp group. Cooper said, yes, sir. AY said, yes, so school. Which AY is that? Is that Dr. Wise or another AY? Right? So, so, I'm, I'm like, this is so timely, and we're so grateful to God. Oh, why the guitar is okay, Adeji. Bless you, man. Right? It's so timely. God is so mindful of us. Can someone just say thank you, God, for being mindful of us? Thank you, God, for being mindful of us. Thank you, God, for being so mindful, for plotting the graph of our lives. And let me just say this. 
the fact that God preempted this week or this is of our lives and began to plant those thoughts in my heart, that should give you the confidence that no matter the pressure you're facing right now, no matter the burden on your shoulders right now, no matter the challenge that you're confronted with right now, right? God has already prepared the people, the provision, the places that you will need to ensure that that pressure does not break you, but that that pressure helps to build, to develop, to consolidate your character, to expand your capacity, to renew your mind, to refresh your heart, and to bring you to a place of higher strength and higher substance. Glory to God. I believe that we're yet to reap the heaviest harvest that God has for us. And as we enter into the last two and a half months, that many of us are building raw strength and raw capacity to be able to go into the harvest and to be able to bring in the harvest in an untold capacity. I proclaim concerning all of us, nobody will break under the pressure of this time. Nobody will buckle under the pressure. Every one of us, every one of us will enjoy the luminance of God, will enjoy the endowment, the endowment, the refreshing, the encouragement, the support, the grace and the glory of God. And and will testify in big and massive ways in the name of Jesus. I've been particularly praying. Let me also say this. I've been praying for a number of people in the house, um, broad categories as well. I've been praying for marriages in the house. There's been such a burden that, that especially the single women in the house are settled and sorted in that area. Not only are we praying, we're also uh we're also inquiring of the Lord to see what events or training meetings and hangouts and all of that we can put in place, but we don't want to move our current to the flesh. I've been praying for that. I've also been praying for people who have not received any evidence of this heavy harvest. And I've been saying to the Lord, Lord, nobody is permitted to get into 2023 without holding on to the evidence of their heavy harvest. Right. I'm not saying you won't enter 2023, you will enter, but you will enter with the heavy dense. Somebody help us spell heavy dense. You know how we spell heavy dense? H-E-A-V-Y-D-E-N-S-E. Heavy dense. The heavy dense. Come on, somebody. Right. I've been praying that. Those are those are two of uh two apart from the pressure series and general pastoral prayers. Those are two major things that have been on my heart. Right. And I've been praying particularly also for the women in that area, for everybody, but a lot for the women. And that's because I've seen a couple of things. I've seen many men testify about different things. And I'm looking for women, praying for women who are also going to manifest. Right. They already have it in their spirits, but also manifest in those heavy dimensions. Hallelujah. We receive it. We receive it. And we walk in it. We walk in it. We walk in it. We do not despise the days of later beginnings. We do not despise the season that the Lord has allowed us to grow through. Amen. So we're going to be diving into uh, the, the teaching today. And please invite people, share with your loved ones. If you have a friend who's going through, maybe they're not even going to look, they're, they're fine. Send them to them. Send this to them. So we're going to be looking at our text. But uh, I didn't have enough time to prepare slides the way I would love, love the slides to look. So the slides might be a little wonky tonight. 
um, have, have had back to back to back to back to back, literally from Sunday. So I've not really had sufficient time to be able to develop the slides the way I want to. But I can tell you something. The word is so heavy in my spirit, and I know the details of what the Lord wants me to share. So please be expectant. If you're expectant, say I'm expectant. If you're expectant, say I, I got this, Pastor. Say I'm ready, Pastor. Say I'm ready, Pastor. Yes, you can call me Pastor. <laughs> right. I'm ready, Pastor. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're going to be going into our text. And that text, we read it, but uh, I'm going to need somebody to help us post the scriptures as we go along. I know Tifa is very good at that. So is Tifa on the call? Tifa, if you're on the call, please do that for us. If for some reason Tifa is not on the call, somebody please step it up for us. Um, and we're going to be starting from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, 7 to 12. I will read first from the NKJV. It's Bible study, it's teaching night, so... Please get ready to write a lot, right? Get ready to write a lot. Those references are very important for your personal meditation and reflection, and also for you to churn them over in your mind, to regurgitate them, and to squeeze that juice, squeeze that juice out of it. All right? If it's on the road, so uh, maybe Governor B or somebody else who, who is very quick with their fingers online can help us. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 to 12. All right, beautiful. Who did that? Is that... Hannah, good girl, good girl, daring, beautiful. All right, so see what it says then. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It says we are hard-pressed. <laughs> we are hard-pressed on every side. But this is the deal. Even though we are hard-pressed, guess what, people? We are not crushed. Somebody put in that place. Say, I am not crushed. I may play Candy Crush. I may actually even look like a character in Candy Crush, but I am not crushed. Come on. I am more than a Fanta. See, but I'm not crushed. I am more than a Fanta. You see, but I'm not crushed. I am not crushed. Damilola Luatoimbo is not crushed. I'm not crushed. Come on. Come on now, people. Do you see that? He said, we are hot-pressed. we got to confess. <laughs> this is Paul saying, man, this thing, he choke, right? Maybe that's what we should have called this stuff. He choke. When the pressure gets, what to do when pressure gets to us? Right? He choke. Paul said, I'm hot-pressed. I'm hard-pressed. One of the ways in which you might you know, understand the whole concept of being hard-pressed is, have you ever been on a trip before, like a road trip, uh, and then maybe like on the highway, on the highway, and you were hard-pressed, like you really needed relief? The problem was you couldn't relieve yourself in the car. Anybody ever been there? Where the pressure from the aftermath of your <laughs> digestive operation needed a release, you needed a release real quick, but you couldn't do it on the plane. You couldn't do it in the car. Maybe you were flying. Anybody ever flew before? You were flying and all the toilets were occupied. Come on, people. Like all the toilets were occupied. And like, oh boy, not today, not today. I actually have a story, but I can't tell you guys a story, but PLT knows the story. It's PLT, it's PLT there. PLT, if you're there, drop me a heart, right? <laughs> 
Now, I've, I, I don't know if I've told any other person, but I know I've told people this story. Stories of pressure, where you're hard-pressed and you begin, okay, I think I've told you guys one of the stories. I've told you guys one of the stories, but I didn't tell you the worst, right? I said, I, I shared in one message like that. When you're hard-pressed and you are looking for relief at any cost, at any cost, because I said, how can someone look like a character in Kanji Crush? Yes, no. Life's pressures can convert your looks. So we're hard-pressed, but we're not crushed. If there's anything you need in this season, just like God gave us that phrase from the text in Judges chapter 6, that exhausted but still in pursuit. Remember, Gideon? Exhausted but still in pursuit. Now, if you're looking for a phrase to just hold on to in this season, maybe your mind is too busy to even consider scriptures and memory verses and all of that, just think, hard-pressed but not crushed. Hard-pressed but not crushed. I feel the glory of God right now. I feel the power of God. I feel the energy of God, the EOG. Hard-pressed but not crushed. Hard-pressed but not crushed. Why? The material within is superior to the pressure without. The material within is superior to the pressure without. The material within is superior to the pressure without. The infrastructure within is superior to the demolition without. Come on. The compartment within is bigger than the components without. Hard-pressed but not crushed. I got this. See that? So we're perplexed. Like, I don't understand. That's what perplexed means. Like, I, I don't get this. I can't deal. That's like, I can't deal. That's like Old Testament word for can't deal, right? Let me read the meanings to you. Completely baffled, complicated, confused, not able to decipher, unsure of what to make of it. So you see, these are, these are emotions that we go through, and many of us are going through that right now. But Paul says, it's not just you. It's not just you. Perplexed. I can't describe it. I can't explain it. Could this be God? Is this the devil? Is this me? Are this my friends? Is this something I did? Is this something I didn't do? That's perplexity. But I said, watch this. We are not in despair. So please, don't ever confuse my temporary confusion as permanent despair. They are completely different things. The fact that I don't look as bright as I used to look, come on. The fact that my smile is not as white as it was three weeks ago, the fact that I'm not shining my teeth everywhere does not mean I've lost hope. I'm just processing. I'm, who am I speaking to right now? I'm just processing some emotions. I'm just considering certain things. I'm just sifting certain things. I'm just weighing what's going on. I'm perplexed, but I'm, I'm not in despair. I have to be honest with you. I can't explain everything, but this one, I can, I can die there, and I'm not going to die there, but I can stand there I can remain solidly grounded. That despair is far from it. So my, don't ever take my demon as the national symbol for despair. No. Anybody here now? We're just reading the text, but I'm getting blessed already. It said, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. 
So we carry the dying of the Lord. In other words, we're partakers of the sufferings of the Christ. Now, in this context, he was really speaking about the persecution that hit the Corinthian church as a result of the growth that we're begin, beginning to experience. In our context, that applies, but also transcends just the direct persecution to the testing of your faith. So there's the persecution for your faith, but there's also the testing of your faith. The persecution of your faith is a direct attack against you because of what you believe. The testing of your faith are the trials and the tests that the Lord allows to show that what you believe is really what you believe. So an enemy may persecute you, but a friend can test you. Are we here? <laughs> God does not tempt but God tests because God said to Abraham, now I know Abraham. Now I know Abraham that you believe me. So God tested Abraham. Said, hello, testing, testing. So he said, we bear in our bodies, we carry the dying of the Lord Jesus. We embrace when something in us is dying, when something in us is failing, when something in us is not as vibrant, as vivacious as it was earlier. We're carrying that dying in our body. Now look at what it says. He said, carrying in our body the dying, not the death, but the dying, the experience, the excruciating experience of separation from places of convenience and comfort and compartment. He said, the reason that has to happen is that God is opening up new life within us, new vistas, new avenues, that there is a work that is ongoing, that even if it's an enemy that projected the pressure, God has a conversion program and process to be able to transform what the enemy meant for evil into his own divine agenda. Somebody shout, I hear you, sir. It says that the life of Jesus also may manifest in our mortal flesh, so that death is working in us, but life in you. Please give me, give me that in message, and also give, give it to me in TPT. Please give it to me in message, and give it to me in TPT. Just post it in the group somewhere there. All right, Nathaniel, I see you all the way from the UK. I see you there. Welcome, Nathaniel Bumi. I see you. I know you're currently out of town. I see you. Perfecta, it's good to see you, Israel. Good to see you, Miriam. Welcome. I'm celebrating all those who just joined us. See what it says in the Message Bible. It says, if you only look at us, you might, well, Mr. Brightness, we carry this precious message around in unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much of a chance. All right. Now, uh, please give me that from verse 18. Is it 16 to 18? Give it to me from verse 16 to 18. So I don't repeat that. From verse 16 to 18, both in um, TPT and the Message Bible. Yes, 16 to 18. So it says, verse 16, in the, in the, in the Message Bible, uh, well, you know, all right. So we're not giving up. So we're not giving up. Put in the comment box, not giving up, not giving up, not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. <laughs> Anybody feel like they're just carrying weights as a, what's that, what's that expression? They're carrying away, I don't know. You just feel like some challenges are carrying away, you don't know. He said, we're not giving up. 
He says, those things may seem, may look like they've fallen apart on us on the inside where God is making new life. God is making new life. It's like a manufacturing process. It's like God the potter molding something out of the muck and the mire and the mess and building this glorious and gorgeous empire of faith. He is molding and touching and turning and, and rearranging this glorious. I don't know. Does anybody else feel the glory of God? I feel an anointing of God. I feel an anointing of healing. I feel an anointing of hope. I feel an anointing of grace right now. The God says new life. I'm bringing new life out of what looks like death. I'm bringing new life. It is that God is on the inside. This is the reason we're not crushed. The secret is not our willpower because our willpower will fail in a fling. It will collapse in a moment. It will dissipate in the heat. But it's God. God is my reinforcement. Come on, somebody. Can you put that there? God is my reinforcement. God is my audacity. God is my nothing to happen. God is my, come on, new life. In the TBT says, so no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. In the in the NKJV, uh, in the Message Bible, in the Message Bible, it said these hard times are small potatoes, small potatoes, and I'm going to eat it up. And guess what? These potatoes will not see the end of me. I will see the end of this potato. I am going to see the end. Of the spoilers. I'm seeing the end of the spoilers. Do you know why I'm seeing the end? Guess who's the alpha and who's the omega? Tell me who's the alpha and who's the omega? God, right? Where's God? On the inside of me. God is on the inside of me. So if God is on the inside of me, great to see you, Uncle Shola. I'm so sorry I've not called you, sir. <laughs> it's been back to back, but I will make it good. Right, God's on the inside of me. So if the beginning and the end are on the inside of me, I'm not going to end. I'm carrying the ending. And the end says glory. It says beauty. It says hope. It says another level. It says increase. It says expansion. These are small potatoes. How will I get the money for the master? Small potatoes. Rent is due. Small potatoes. Husband, where are you? Small potatoes. Oh, I'm trusting God for a baby. Small potatoes. Lost a family member. Small potatoes. This relationship is the kind of way I don't know. Small potatoes. Marriage is not as sweet as it was last month. Small potatoes. Why? There is a program in God that will tell you how do you want your potatoes because you're going to eat them. God will say, do you want me to boil the potatoes? Do you want me to fry the potatoes? Do you want me to mash the potatoes? Do you want a sweet or Irish? Do you want an African or Asian? It don't matter what kind of potato you are. Potato, potato, porero, poraro. All is for chopping. I'm going to chop you. I'm going to eat you all up. And long after you're done and gone, I'm going to be testifying of the mercy of God and the nourishment that I derived from consuming what the enemy thought 
what's going to consume me. Come on, somebody, I wish you could give yourself a high five right now. Can you give yourself a high five and tell yourself this is not the end of me? So we spoke about 10 channels of pressure. Let me teach you a little bit. We spoke about 10 channels of pressure. And we said that these are the 10 major areas in which pressure can, uh, through which pressure can come. 10 major areas, right? We said number one, family. Family can put pressure on you, good or bad. So for example, many of you are trusting God to get married. You're already there thinking about your marriage. And as far as you're concerned, oh, I'm going to get married. I need just 200. I'm just going to invite just 200 people. That's your own list. Mommy has a list. Daddy has his list. Aunts, uncles, brothers, everybody has their lists, right? Say 200 on your list. They said at least. That's your list. <laughs> they have their own plans. So family can put pressure. All of a sudden, your budget that was about maybe 6 million or something, and that one you're so trusting God, goes all the way to 12 million because of somebody's pressure. So family can put pressure on you. Friends can put pressure on you. Your friends say, oh, how come you are still using this phone? I ah, don't know son of their class right? Are you the one paying the tuition? Let me say this. Don't let somebody force you into a class if they are not at least willing to buy you the jam fund form or contribute to, contribute to the tuition. They say your class, people of your, your, your age mate, your, 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 you know, your, your first class babe, you should not be using OPPO. You, you should not be using OPPO. Do you want the op opponents to attack you? Use your OPPO until OPPO. Are you here? So <laughs> they'll say, Opa has suffered from Bidam's hands. Let me tell you guys something. When, I, when we got back to Nigeria, the first phone I used was an Infinix. I used an Infinix for about two years, even though if I wanted to, I could have bought an iPhone, right? But priorities, I'll talk about that later. Look at your neighbor. Say that phone is still okay. That phone is still okay. I was in an Infinix. So for those of you who joined us online, it was Infinix I was using to share the content. Amen. Glory to God. And if an Infinix was good enough to get souls saved and people discipled and the ministry started, trust me, <laughs> an OPPO is not necessarily an opposition. Okay, we'll talk about it. I'll drill that more. Finances. One of the tricky things about finances is that many times, particularly in this part of the world, just when you think you are beginning to get it, you are beginning to get there, just when you feel things are getting better, guess what happens? Boom. The cost of things go up. So you are saving up for a car. I just heard recently that that basic Corolla that everybody was using for Uber, that basic Corolla that used to be, be 1.6 at one point, then it became 1.8, then it became 2 million, then it became 2.5, 2.3 million for a long time, I just heard it's now 4 million. That small car is now 4 million Naira. So for those of you who are like, oh, I trust God by the end of this year, I'm going to put some money together. I'll be able to buy a car. All of a sudden, it looks as though, wow, you have to wait another 12 months. But I prophesy under God that because your God is bigger than inflation, for those of you who have this divinely implanted desires, I pray by the mercy of God that regardless of what the economy is saying, the word of God over your life takes precedence and ascendancy, and you will be able to outdo and out 
must run the economy. You will be able to go above and beyond. You will receive what is yours by the miraculous, by divine connections, divine opportunities, divine platforms, divine access, value, creation opportunities. You will receive it all in the name of Jesus. Faith, your faith can put pressure on you. Trusting God to grow the numbers in the house. Trusting God to grow number of teammates you have, team leader. Uh, trusting God to, maybe you said to God, I'm going to disciple two people. You said that last week. And then all through this week, uh, you, you're still feeling the pressure. You got on the, on the Uber. God was saying, speak, speak, speak. That was faith pressure. You're like, God, I don't feel like I'm not in the mood. I don't have, you know, what would they think? That's some faith pressure and it can be good. Fame can put pressure on you. Fame can put pressure on you. Not, not everybody has developed the spine for fame. So let me give you an example. There's hardly a place, hardly, hardly, hardly a place I go to these days where somebody is not going to recognize me or somebody won't come and say, hey, you're the white paper guy or you're that white paper pastor. You're my online pastor. You're my social media pastor. You know, sometimes, of course, generally, God has trained me to just be able to handle all of that. But sometimes I'm just like, I, guy, I just came here to eat. I didn't come here to counsel nobody. I didn't come here to sign no autographs. I just came here to chill or to buy something. I was buying some stuff uh, for PLT the other day. And I was just, it was a long day. I've gone from this place to the other for our birthday. And then this guy just walks up to me and says, hi. Yeah, yeah, Pastor Dami, right? And for the first two or so seconds, I'm like, guy, please. I know there's this thing I, I, I do sometimes. So people say, you're Pastor Dami, right? I'd be like, I suspect so. Say, so, you're not white about guy. Say, do you think so? I ask them, do you think so? Right, and they start laughing. But some of us, we've not reached that level in our emotional muscle building. So you don't know how to handle fame. Maybe you had a post that went viral or people recognize you from Instagram or you did a vlog. Maybe like you, you're like Gogo, doing that 20s or nuts kind of thing. And everywhere you go, Gogo, now everybody feels like you are the wisest sage in the world. So they're asking you questions. You're still trying to get answers to yourself. It can put some pressure on you. How about the future? The future. Now people say things like, there's no such thing as a future, a future is a concept, or whatever you want to describe it as. A time you have not stepped into. The thoughts and the imaginations of your heart. You're wondering, what kind of mother will I be? What kind of father will I be? Will I? So you mean in two or so years, somebody will be fully dependent on me? I don't remember uh, who was telling me how she was like, oh my God, I, I'm freaking out. So I'm going to carry a child and then somebody will become dependent on me. She was just like, eh, I can't, I can't even imagine. Does that mean I'm still a baby? I can't remember. There was a post that, used to, that went viral earlier in the year last year where they said, and the person said something like, oh, so you mean on the judgment day, God will now call me in front of everybody to come and give account to myself. He said, me that I'm very shy. I'll just run away. <laughs> oh, I found that very funny. But, you know, so the future can put pressure on us. We can think, oh, wow. So one day is going to end, right? <laughs> okay, thank you, Bukola. <laughs> Chad has said, run to me. I'm telling you, you are very interesting. <laughs> right. So, so the future can mount pressure on us, right? What will happen next year? Some of us are thinking about the elections. Some are like, I must be out of Nigeria before they start the elections because I don't want to. I don't want to imagine the future. How about frustration? Then foes, fantasies, and forces of life. Now, foes, we know that enemies, fantasies, our own dreams, forces of life. Sometimes they have things you cannot explain. Paul was a champion of revelation. 
He was the cardinal preacher of the Christ, right? But he said, we're perplexed. Perplexity means that this shatters the paradigm of my previous context. It means I can't really tell you that I'm completely clear about what's going on. And some of us feel that whenever we're in that place or that season, that we're not spiritual. Please write this down. Temporary confusion is not an indication of carnality. Temporary confusion is not an indication of carnality. It means that you are still journeying through the intelligence of God. Uh, you know, the enemy will try to make you feel like, hey, you should always know what to do. I get it. I get it. But every now and again, that process is in your spirit and your mind is trying to explore the possibilities and give contextual interpretation to those intangible impressions of reassurance. Let me break that down. Big grammar, David. Calm down. Now, what I mean is your spirit always knows what to do. Your spirit always knows what to do. But oftentimes the transmission of truth from your spirit, uh, which is a body of light into vocabulary, into buckets of knowledge, into portable to-dos. Sometimes that process takes time. And sometimes you need to pray through. Sometimes you need to just rest your mind because your mind is racing all over the place like Formula One, even though you can't get the formula for one, right? All of that stuff, but it does not mean that you are canal if you are still in that in-between system. We also dealt with who's behind the pressure. And this one is important because I want to give us um, a quick uh, jump start for those who might just want, what can I do to begin to deal with pressure right now? There are five people that could be behind the pressure in your life. Number one, God can be responsible for the pressure in your life. And we'll, we'll talk about this some more. God can be responsible. Um, you might be in a place in your life where the Lord is shaking things up. And I spoke to you, the devil wants to break you, God wants to make you. The devil wants to hold you, God wants to mold you. The devil wants to punish you, God wants to polish you, right? So God can put you under pressure, in the context of pressure. He can do that. We see it in, from time to time. We see how the Bible, oh, well, look at it. Let me not jump the gun. But God can put you under pressure. Number two, Satan can be responsible for the pressure. So we know that in the book of Mark chapter four, Jesus told him, let's go over to the other side. And then whilst we're going to the other side, as I, as I uh, quote this, please look for the scripture and put it for me, right? Because of time. There was a storm that arose. Why did the storm arise? God said, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. What was happening on the other side? There was the madman of gatherings. The madman of gatherings was dependent on the ministry of Jesus. The devil did not want that. So he came up and he stirred up a storm. He caused a storm so that that journey can be truncated, diverted, averted, or aborted. Right? Aborted. Now, how do I know? Paul says, a great and effectual door is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. Are we seeing that now? Many adversaries. Zechariah chapter 3, the Bible says that Joshua uh, was standing, the high priest was standing, and then the devil was wearing filthy garments, and the devil stood at his right hand to condemn him. So Satan, the original word for Satan is actually opponent, the opposer. Right? The one who opposes. I'm not saying he uses an Oppo phone or he does not. Right? Uh, his technology is superior to that, in fact. Right? So the enemy can oppose. Number three, you can be responsible for the pressure in your life. 
You can be putting yourself under pressure that nobody's putting you under, right? So how many of you are quite finicky? Some of you are quite finicky about things. So you can be finicky maybe about food, about spaces, about events, about timing, about all of that. And you just struggle to let little things go, to let tiny things go. So anytime anything is not the way you want it to be, you are not feeling yourself. You don't feel normal. You feel like something is wrong. And because you feel like something is wrong, guess what you then do? You now start putting yourself under pressure to correct everything, to just, you are just so perfectionistic, you can't even sleep. Like, if you see one tiny cobweb anywhere in your room, you're gonna, you're gonna have to like say, no, 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 let's have a visual to clean this room. That is you, that's, that's you, man. And some of us, it's not that, it's that you, you don't have to get over your mistakes. So let's say, you know, I say lit prayers or something. Tammy said that to me. That's good. Which of the Tammy's is that? Let's know. Is that Tammy in Germany or Tammy um, Salami, right? Or Tammy Tyre of Children's Church. Now, for some people, is that you made a mistake. Let's say they say, you know, uh, oh, Chef Roni, good to see you. They say um, lead prayers or something. Or let's say you went on stage to share a review. And then you have three major points. One to say the word bless me, point one, point two, point three. You now missed out point two. All through that, the rest of the service, you are not thinking about the new message. You are thinking about, ah, the hottest point I wanted to drop. I forgot, I forgot, oh yeah. Or worst case scenario, now discover that you dropped a bombshell. You made a grammatical blunder, right? Then your friends say, ah, now for you. See, you even tabon on the stage. So I was taboned. You shot gone, shots fired. Say, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, damn me. Right now, but it's true. Because these are some of the pressure. Am I, am I speaking to somebody right now? Am I speaking to somebody? These are some of the pressure points that many of us have put ourselves under. And then we just see these things and we begin to play them over and over and over and over in our minds. Um, I'm wondering why the, cause I'm trying to monitor on, on, uh, YouTube and it looks as though there's some stalling on YouTube. If you're on YouTube and you're following, let me know you're following. All right. So this kind of things, or maybe you go into an argument with your best friend or your close friend or your husband or your wife, and they were arguing and you knew your points, but somehow it seemed as though. Uh, you lost the argument. You know how we keep scores and all of those things sometimes. Like you lost the argument. The middle of the night, you're angry. How can I agree for him or agree for her? Then like 3 a.m., you just remember, eh, hey, I should have said this one. From that 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. when it's going to wake up, you are just, you're, all you're doing, instead of you holding on to desire, one desire, one desire. In other words, you're tightening it to your chest, right? <laughs> Be able to say this thing that pain. You now remember now that one is you. I just wanted to know right now that that one is you. And all of us have different things. So for example, for me, it like if somebody designs something for me, you design something for me. I'm not particular about men. Well, I'm particular about many things, but not everything. You design something for me, or maybe like a process, you're working on a project for me, or maybe writing a letter, or we're doing a project, an event, and things are not right. I'll just be I'll be on it, revising, correcting every dot, every comma, every color, every tone, every shade. I can sit on it for hours. Those of you who've worked with me, you know, 
what I'm talking about. That's me. That is, that's not the devil putting any pressure on you. That's not, right? Now, I'm not saying all of it is bad. <laughs> because I've been, been like, I was there, but... <laughs> Right. So, so, yeah, I'm sure Pivik experienced it full throttle during prep for the for the uh, anniversary this time. So that's us. All of us have those things in different areas where we are almost obsessive or we have some compulsive behavior over even sometimes good things. Right. But it's good for you to know. Um, and then others it can come from others. If you're a leader, you will face a lot of pressure from others. You will, must, okay? And then it can be a combo. Now, why is this important for us to know where the pressure is coming from? Who is responsible for the pressure? Uh, sorry, guys. Let me just stop share and then share again because I feel like the slides are stuck on... Um, yeah, on YouTube. So maybe if I start again, I start showing again. All right, because I want them to see. Okay, so the person behind the pressure determines what your disposition and response should be. Okay, yeah, it has refreshed now. The person behind the pressure determines what your disposition and response should be. Let me tell you why that is, why that is important. Have you heard that story before where someone says, ah, I have anger problem, or no try me in this life, or if you try me, I will try you. If you try me, I will try you. If you try me, you, I will try you. I will try ourselves. We become like trial version of Microsoft's Word. Now, depends on me, I have anger problems. If you try me, I will slap you. That person says it's true, but then the comedians say, the story goes, the guy said, anybody that touched me, I will slap. Someone touches from behind, he gives the person slap. Toza, toza, not A-W though, but toza, toza, slaps the person and then discovers that he's actually a soldier. You remember that joke or that, I don't know, that's funny or whatever. And then he goes, eh, <laughs> I'm finished. So they say, if somebody's angry, will you, if someone slaps you, will you slap the person? Most people will say yes, but I'll tell you that the wise person will say it depends. It depends on who slapped you. It depends on why they slapped you. It depends on whether that slap actually got you off the road when a car was coming to kill you. In which case, in the grand scheme of things, you will discover that the slap was actually a privilege and a sign of love. That the slap was a love language that left a mark on your cheek for three days but saved your life for 30 years. Are we getting this now? The point there is God can put you under pressure that then saves you from 30 years of regret, 50 years of pain, 40 years of struggle, that there is a provision in the account of God that he will give you a holy knock, 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 who's at the door, knock, knock jokes. That is knock, knock, but it's not a joke. That God can only rankle, only, only rankle. That is God can rankle. That God can, God is not a Korean boy, but he can rankle, okay? He can, right, drama. That is not funny. He can knock you, knock, so that your head will be correct. He can reset your brain by breaking your relationship so that your destiny will not be broken. This is why I'm saying you need to discern where the pressure is coming from. Are we here? Thank you for that witness, uh, D for daring. Now, let me quickly give us quick fire, quick, right, that people can work with tonight. 
if the pressure is from God, if you pray, you take out time. By the way, if you're under pressure, don't break down under the pressure. What I mean is, it's okay to cry, please. It's okay. <laughs> Shed some tears, right? Uh, it's okay. It's okay to cry. At least people have seen me cry a few times now. Some of you, you're holding it against me. It is well with your soul, right? So, so it's okay to cry, right? <laughs> right? But don't dissolve your soul in your tears. Don't dissolve your soul in your tears, okay? Don't never dissolve your soul in your tears. Let me make a correction here. So what do you do now? What do you do? If it's from God, you surrender and inquire. You surrender and inquire. There are so many stories in the Bible. If it's God putting pressure on you, surrender and inquire. God's hand, we'll look at a couple of things real quick. God's hand can be so strong on your life. That you are doing wrestling, you are doing what's that what's that thing? One ya ya, two ya ya, three ya ya, whatever it is. I just I don't know what I'm saying. But you get what I'm saying? It's okay, please screenshot it though. Just don't sell it and give credit where credit give God the glory and give the credit to the vessel. All right. Ten 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 upgrade. Bam, 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 bam. Surrender. So we're, the pressure is on us and we're trying to fight and we're trying to break. It's like you playing with your little niece or little nephew. There's something my uncle used to call detention. He will put us in clasp us in, in between his thighs or in between his hands and then let us wriggle out a little bit. And then I do it with my son sometimes. We just be like, Daddy, I'm stronger than you. I'm stronger. And I'll let them win sometimes, but I'll hold them in. And then sometimes they'll start crying. Like, okay, let the play not become fight. Oh yeah, let's hug and kiss, right? God is stronger than us. So if the pressure is from God, watch this. You never win by resisting. You never win by resisting. You cannot win by resisting. It's completely impossible to win against God by resisting. It does not happen. So what do we do? We surrender and inquire. We surrender. David said, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? Will I recover all? Please don't be presumptuous because pressure is neutral. Watch this. But its channel is not. Pressure is neutral, but its channel is not. When it's God's pressure, it may not feel different from the, spirit, the, from the, the devil's pressure. It may not feel different. Uh, difference, I say. It may not. It may look like it's the devil when it's God. It may look like it's God when it's the devil because the devil can appear as an angel of light. Are we here? As an angel of light. Number two, if it's the devil, then stand and resist. That's what we do. Paul said, having done all to stand, Stand, therefore, stand and resist. That's what we do. We stand and we resist. Somebody, let's practice that. Say, stand and resist. 
I'm, I'm already saying that I'm not going to finish my teaching today. So let me just, I know I'm going to do, I'll, I'll do some more. Stand and resist. That's what we do. Stand and resist. We stand, somebody say stand and resist. Let's read, let's read the text. Since I'm not going to finish the text, but yeah. So let, let me just take my time on what I can cover. Okay, so someone please give us uh, Ephesians 6, and I believe it's about from verse 12, right? It's about verse 12. Can we do that? Can someone post it for us? Stand, having done all, stand therefore, stand and resist. Stand, I dare, can't we? Stand. He says, stand. Why? Because the enemy has a way out point. God told me this somewhere around 2013. He said, every resistance in your life has a way out point. And that's what God knows about us. That God can wear us out if we keep resisting. He broke the, the leg, the heap of uh, Jacob in the battle. Does anybody want to help us with Ephesians 6, Acts 4, verse 12? Where are my scribes? Where are my scribes? Okay, let me look for it myself. Thank you. But please give it to us from verse 12, not only verse 12. Um... All right, can you give, give it to us from verse 10? Let me read for time's sake. From verse 10 all the way, I want verse 10 all the way to verse 20, 10 to 20. I want it in NKJV, I want it in message, I want it in uh, TPT. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then it said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Now, let me tell you this now. When we say stand, okay, many of us in our minds, we just say, ah, let me just, let me stay where I'm staying. No, that's standing, hmm? that location, watch this. That location is not just a posture. It's a posture in Star Wars. I'm going to teach us there's a message called Postures of Power. And God showed me this sometime around 2014, 15. Postures of Power. But it's, it's more than a posture, okay? It's a package. Standing is more than a posture. It's a package. How do I mean? Because it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So what he's saying is, standing is impossible without the package called the armor. Are we here now? Otherwise, your armor will become armor. That's what, that's, it's what I've killed it. It will not be complete. He's saying that the prerequisite to standing is being in the armor of God. What it means is willpower without the armor is falling. Willpower without the armor, I'm not standing. Resolution without revelation can still lead to desolation and devastation. Because that posture in the spirit is not my soul just saying, I got it, I got this. No, it's not just about got this. It's that God's got me. The first 
part of the package is the conviction, the immersion, the baptism, the complete overwhelming sense of divine revelation and conviction that this thing ends with me on top. Come on, someone, I feel God. It ends with me on top. It does not end with me at the bottom. It ends with me on top. That is when everything falls and everything collapses. When Goliath comes with his greedy face and a grimace of mockery, and he comes bellowing threats at the highest decibel that his vocal cords can produce, that the winds may even carry his words in such a way that they become the poison in the souls of all the fighters and soldiers and all the people that come with their craziness. This little boy called David, is anybody hearing what I'm saying? This little boy called David can pick a stone under God and say, you come against me with swords and with spears, but I, Damilala Oluwatoembo, come on, I come against you in the name, see that now, in, 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 I'm inside the package, I'm inside the armor, I'm in the name of the Lord, why? Every piece of the armor is the name of the Lord. You know that from us like book, what, book three? Book three, book four? Right? Every name. The helmet, helmet of salvation. Yeshua, the Lord saves, the salvation. The breastplate of righteousness, that's Christ. He was made sin, only no sin. Now I become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. The shield of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word is Jesus Christ, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word, by the word were all things made and nothing was made without the word. He was life, life was like a man. The words that I speak to their spirit and their life. So the sword of the spirit, come on somebody, anybody, anybody feeling the fire of God. You have to be in that place. See, this is, the, let me show you something. If you are inside this revelation and you are crying, you are winning. If you are inside this revelation and you struggle to sleep, you are still winning. If you are inside this revelation and all the winds are blowing, you are still winning. Because when the boats broke, when they were going, when, when they were taking um, Paul to trial in Rome, and the boats broke, come on. And the Bible says somewhere on boards and somewhere on broken pieces. But see, the, Jesus God had told Paul, he says, an angel of the Lord appeared to me last night saying, there shall be no loss of life. He said, everything is going to break. But I can assure you of this, the enemy will not be able to touch your soul. I prophesy under somebody right now who feels exposed and vulnerable, who feels bro beaten and battered by life, who feels tossed and tempted on either side, where you are hard pressed and you feel the crushing coming in. You can feel the piercing pain breaking out your heart, tugging out your soul, suffocating your mind. I speak the breath of God upon you. I release the Ruach of Elohim upon you. I release the grace and the glory of God in gusts and waves of the anointed. And right now in that room, on that bed, in that car, you feel the therapeutic overwhelming, sweet sensation of divine glory. And you are overwhelmed with wave after wave after wave of the glory of God. Stand. Listen, let me slam it like this. Regardless of your emotional state, if this is your revelation state, you are winning. You know how I know? You know how I know? Do you know how I know? 
You know how I know? Let me tell you how I know. Jesus was on the cross. And he cried! He was crying! His heart was broken. The pressure was a lot. See, Jesus' heart was not just breaking from an emotional standpoint. Medically speaking, his heart broke. His heart broke medically. Right? Maybe we'll look at that on Sunday. Uh... Hmm. So in spite of the tears, God never said, oh, no, the sacrifice are spoiled because you are crying. There are some sacrifices you are making with tears, and God said you passed. Are you, are you getting that? God said, go and give your car, give your money, give your $1,000, give a millionaire, give up this one, break that relationship. See, it's not every act of obedience that is pleasing to your soul. Are you getting that? That there are some offerings and sacrifices that you present to the Lord with tears and heartbreak, and God said you passed. God doesn't want us to form for him. God wants Christ to be formed in us. Are you here? Let me read. Okay. <laughs> it was so long that that's a break, right? <clears throat> See what Tibet says. Uh, oh, that's Ephesians 4. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to just get the text that were, that were put here earlier. I'm looking for the Ephesians 6. It says, for we do not wrestle. Is Ephesians 6 I asked for? Why am I seeing Ephesians 4 in the... In the text, Ephesians 6 from verse 10, that's what I need. And I'm seeing Ephesians, this one down. Finally, we're very strong in the Lord, power of his mind. Put on all armor of God. I want some similar translation. Similar translation. Then you got to, you have to, it's too long for it to be a message, so put it in different messages. I need to round off now. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. And don't forget to pray for me. This Paul saying, look at your neighbor, say, keep my spirit up. Tag somebody in the comment box. Tag a brother or a sister. Say, I needed to keep my spirit up. I need to encourage me. I need to support. I need to be there, right? It says, don't forget to pray for me. Pray that I'll know what to say and have the courage to say it at any given time. Tell the mystery to one and all. Okay, you know what? Let me just read it from my own Bible because y'all are not giving me what I need to have in the way that I need to have. Message says, and that about wraps it up. Ephesians 6 from verse 10. He said, God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best materials and put them to use so that you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. Look at what it says. Come on, somebody put this here. This is too good not to be posted. Ephesians 6, 10 to 12, message. 
He said, this is no weekend war. This is no weekend war that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. He said, no, that's not it. He said, this is for keeps. A life or death a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. See that in the text. Then start post 13 to 18, Hannah. He says, it's not a weekend world after this weekend is done. No, you, you, you stay there. You keep fighting. God will give you moments of reprieve and rest, but that's most likely because another part of the body of Christ is taking the heat or the pressure in that season. <laughs> so the enemy keeps, he, he keeps rotating his fighters. Look at 13 to 18. What does it say? It said, be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Master life, join master life. Uh, tribes, we're starting tomorrow. Tribes, we're going to have the general assembly, general session tomorrow to just preface what we're doing and help everybody settle in nicely. Then from next week, we'll break into our groups and all of that. He said, get all the help you can. Have you not noticed that when you are distanced from the provisions of grace in a spiritual family, then not only are the battles more intense, you feel more vulnerable, more susceptible, weak and all of that. So take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, but the shouting, you still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Somebody who's on the type, I got you, I got you. And think about somebody in your mind. One of the assignments for tonight is please send somebody tonight an encouraging message. Some of you will be inspired. Some of you might be told to send messages to people you've never spoken to in your life. I tell you what, the grace and the glory of God will wrap that message or be in that message and become a divine deposit. Stand and resist. If it's you putting yourself under pressure, what do you do? Relax and reposition. If you are that obsessive person, so sometimes it's very hard for me, but sometimes something is not perfect and I really want to perfect and I still notice errors. I just let it be. I just let it go. Now, not a life-threatening issue and not a destiny issue, but maybe it's like sometimes a design, the color could be different or that could be different or somebody said something in a way that I need to teach them not say that. Sometimes somebody say, relax. Some of y'all, you need a massage right now. Somebody needs, who, who needs a massage? Some of you need a massage. Some of you need a nice meal. Lady Jade said I need a massage. Well, that's the first person me I saw. So I'm going to be giving some money towards Jade's massage. I think after I saw that, I now saw Dami Fincher's um, message. So I'm not sure. So other people should help other people. I just, I'll give you all the money. I'll give you part of it. Some of you just need a nice meal. Relax. Some of you just need a day off. I can't take a day off. I can't take a day off. If I take a day off, everything will go off. It's a lie. 
Damon said it's a network, <laughs> blaming on the network, and it closed. Now, and then, what if it's you relax and reposition? What does that mean? You can delegate. You can change your calendar. So, for example, I do it all the time. Ask Ken, she worked with me for four years. Ask Bukola. The things on the calendar, I move, especially personal things. I always prioritize kings, family, um, family first, kings, and then every other thing I move, I move my personal projects a lot, right? Not just because I can do it, but at what costs will you do it? And not just financial, emotional, emotional costs. Sometimes just, just don't worry. If that book will not come out this year, trust God that nobody will die. Just try and trust God. Because don't forget, you're supposed to release it last year anyway, and it didn't come out. Did anybody die? We don't know, but hopefully not. Reposition. Okay? If it's others, you feel someone putting pressure on you, someone putting pressure on your dad, your mom, you know what you do? Discern and then decide. Because for some of us, the reason the pressure is so intense is because we've not discerned the pressure. Let me give you an example. If you have a backache, or some kind of pain on your back. You can either ignore it and let it be, or you can maybe use some painkillers, or you can get a normal massage masseuse to do it, or you can get a massage therapist to do it, or you can get a chiropractor. Now, how many of you know that the different levels of professionalism comes with higher levels of pain before relief, and the cost of investments. Do you know that? That if you go for a chiropractor, it's going to be more expensive than the massage therapist. Massage therapist will be more expensive than the masseuse. Masseuse is more expensive than the friend that uses aboniki. Aboniki banfi, aboniki wine. How many use aboniki to drag the back? <laughs> to massage the back, right? That's low cost, I don't know, 200 naira or something, and goodwill. So if you don't descend the pressure, you will think the cost of relieving it is too high. And part of the reason many of us were overwhelmed is not just because of the pressure, is that we've not discerned it. So when your mom is speaking in a certain way, you need to discern what she's saying. Sometimes you are not the problem. Sometimes your dad, in quotes, was the person that caused that thing that she's now doing to you. So you have to be able to discern where people are coming from. So those things she's saying to you, weighing you down, I think she wish, wish wishes she could tell your dad, but she, you know, you are the recipients. So discern, you know, and then decide. Now you need to collect, exactly. Even though you are not usher, you are collecting. <laughs> right. And the re is not an amount. Finally, a combo. What do you do if it's a combo? Because it can be a combination. How do I make a combination? The pressure from God. The enemy might try to introduce himself into a God pressure and hijack it. Yep. The pressure from people, if somebody becomes obsessive, so let's say you have a parent or a loved one, a husband, wife, fiance, uh, fiance, who's always like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Putting pressure on you. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? The enemy can hijack that and introduce the spirit of fear because it now knows that there is a human element that is out of maybe gen genuine fear or maybe selfishness sometimes, 
obsessed about where you are and the timing and all of that. I'm not saying don't be accountable. Please be accountable. I'm just saying if it becomes obsessive, then the enemy can introduce himself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me show you. I actually prepared PLTV like PDAMs you started. How did you think you will cover all of this in one night? You see, I actually prepared all the slides to cover tonight. But if we cover all of this tonight, it'll be another hour. And I'm trying to learn that uh, don't put pressure on the Lord's people by trying to teach them everything at once. Don't put pressure on the Lord's people. Don't put pressure on the Lord's people. <laughs> All right, tell me, how was it tonight? We'll continue on Sunday. How was it? Tell me quickly, how, how was it tonight? How was this? In your own words, in your own way. Tell me in the comments. All right, Governor B says amazing and brilliant. Darren says refreshingly powerful. Uh, Jade says soothing. Prince Cooper says full of great insights. Tammy says amazing and mind blowing. Lara says it really blessed me, so powerful. Tolu says, eye-opening. Hannah says, helpful. Relatable. Johnny says, relatable and refreshing. RRL. P. Lance says, very empowering and deep. Tolu George says, really soothing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. All right. We're going to close with prayer. I want all of us to pray. We're going to pray in about one minute. Oh, this, this is sweet. Give that so sweet. So I felt like the word... We're hugging me tight. So refreshing. Refreshing. Amazing. And one of my friends, I sent her a text or something, and they said, oh, those texts felt like a hug. It's amazing. It's amazing how words carry spirits, right? It's beautiful. And the Bible says, comfort one another with this word. So words have the ability. Watch this. Words have the ability to carry on the ministry of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. So it says, comfort one another with these words. Then the comforting ministry of the Holy Spirit can be transmitted through the instrumentality, the vehicle of words. All right. So we're going to pray. I want all of us to pray. And the prayers you can pray in the Spirit, you can pray in your understanding. We're going to pray, Lord. We thank you for a multiplication of grace over kings, over every family represented, over every pastor, over every minister you can call names. Let's pray right now as we begin to round, it, round this off. Lord, we pray a release of supernatural grace. We pray a release of explosive grace. We pray comfort for those who need it. We pray, pray strength and stamina. We pray staying power to go through the process. Can we also pray for wisdom to discern and decipher the the difference between the pressure that God mounts and the one from the devil, the one from us, from others, and from the factors of life or cumber of the same. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we affirm that everyone here now receives a new level of discernment, a new level of discernment, a new level of discernment. We proclaim now peace. We proclaim now peace. I want to prayerfully do this right now in one minute. A, a name or a face will flash in your spirit. A name and a face will flash in your spirit. Do three quick things. Number one, type the person's name in the comments. Type the person's name. Number two, you're going to send that person a text message. 
right after we're done. Number three, you're going to take out about five to 10 minutes. You can extend it to 15 minutes, five, 10 or 15 minutes tonight to pray for that person. You will pray for that person using the text we've, we've looked through tonight, including Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18. And you'll go just type right now. Say, I'm, I'm praying for you tonight. Type that name, type that face, type that name, type that face. Say, I'm praying for you tonight. I'm praying for you tonight. It could be a pastor. Don't be shy. It could be a, a, a an older person. It could be a younger. It could be somebody you've never even spoken to. Right? That's okay. Right? I'm praying for you tonight. I'm praying because I feel I feel a family born. I feel the glory of God. I feel a, a healing balm. I feel supernatural rivers of refreshing. Lord, we we'll thank you as we pray tonight. Healing miracles, supernatural strength. Come on, people. Type that. I want us to make a commitment. I want people to know that we're praying for them. I want people to know that we're praying for them. I want people to know that we're praying for them. We're praying for you tonight. Tonight. Lord, I thank you for miracles. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for advanced knowledge. When you pray for that person, a text might drop in your heart. A Bible verse might drop in your heart. A message may drop in your heart. An old message from kings might drop in your heart. Okay? But whatever it is, make sure you send to that person and say, hey, as I was praying, I heard this. I saw this. I sensed this. I perceived this. Lord, we thank you. Ooh, you are knitting us stronger than ever before. You are lifting us on eagle wings. Lord, I pray for my sons and my daughters, my brothers and my sisters. Great peace. Great peace. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us for this one and a half hours uh, of midweek service. We want to try, we're going to try to keep the midweek services one and, one and a half hours, um, sometimes even one hour, 15 minutes, right? And then the tribal meetings will also be between one hour, 15 minutes and one and a half hours, more like one hour, 15 minutes anyway. But we're, we're going to go with that. So tomorrow, please, again, we're live by 7 p.m. We're live by 7 p.m. We need to share, the, share more of the vision, the operations, the expectations. I'm talking about some leadership responsibilities and the power of having the stripes and what, what we expect of us. Love you all. Love you all. Thank you for praying for me, for my family, and for um, the leaders and pastors. Keep us in your prayers um, and all the people in the house. All right. God bless you. I got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Bye. You can share your testimonies in the WhatsApp group as well to encourage people and all of them. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.